0: Well, jamsters, you can see back home. Long, long journey today. Going from Amarillo, Texas, all the way back to Phoenix, Arizona. 12 hour drive. Dogs whining in the back, wanting to take shits, but not taking shits. And then you stop and you get out and Heber and they don't take a shit. Oh, what a day. But then I have the pleasure of coming home and watching the Phoenix Suns play the Utah Jazz. Utah. And what a game it was! What a game it was! And you know, Matthew's still—he's still traveling back from Amarilla. He's—he's flights and such. So you know what? I'm bringing in from the Aussie Suns fan podcast, Gavin. How you doing?
1: Oh, could today be any better? Uh, a massive Suns win and a absolute dominating
0: yes of a game. You, you you lucky bastard! You you lucky bastard. So, you know, for those of you who were watching the podcast yesterday, I mentioned that on Thanksgiving, there wasn't much fighting going on uh, at the Thanksgiving table. So I decided to take to Twitter and, and really just kind of take it to DA and how frustrated I've been with him as of late, uh, just kind of throughout his entire career. And Gavin from the Aussie Suns fans, uh, Twitter was going back and forth with me. Justin was Dervish of world was, I think Dave King got in there a little bit and everyone just told me to pretty much to get bent since then. Uh, he's completely made me eat crow. And you know what? I fucking love it. 29 and 20 from DA today, dude. It's,
1: um, it couldn't be better. This is exactly what we want to see from him. And, um, unfortunately the stats haven't updated yet, but I'm really interested to see now how many times we're actually passing him the ball in comparison to what I put on sort of two, three days ago.
0: Yeah, where he was like, what, 25th in the league in touches for starting centers? Is that what he, where he was at?
1: Yeah, 20, 25th in the league, and he was getting it about 21.4 times a game, something like that. So, um, yeah, I, honestly, the last two games, I think those numbers are going to go through the roof. I, I think it'd be closer to 30. Not going to, Still not going to be jockage level of 71 a game, but 20, <laughs> 30 will do
0: we will take it. We'll take it again, because you can see the impact that DeAndre Ayton can have on a game when you actually get him the ball. And to my point, when he cares to go get the ball, when he makes when he presents himself, when he rolls hard to the basket, when he wants to be involved. And he's been involved over these past. What is this? His fifth consecutive double double, I believe.
1: Yeah, five in a row now. So in he's um, he's he's just in such good touch.
0: five five in a row. Absolutely fantastic. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us post-game after this great one-point win over the Utah Jazz on a Saturday night, uh, which is a Sunday afternoon, I believe, in Australia, correct?
1: It is. It is. It's about uh, 3.30 or just just before 3.30 over here. Perfect.
0: It's a good time to start drinking. So reminder if you're if you're watching along live please hit that thumbs up button on the youtube it helps with the analytics it lets people know when the game's over come hang out with the sun's jam session podcast if you're listening to the pod please subscribe rate and review you can follow me at darth voida you can follow the show at suns jam on instagram twitter and tiktok and gavin tell them where they can follow you guys
1: um at aussie suns fan on the fans on the screen um Follow us on Twitter. We just try and wind some people up. And uh, same same name on uh, YouTube. And we'll actually have a, a live pod that's going on straight after this one.
0: That's fantastic. So you're going to hang out with us for a little bit, Jamsters. And then you're going to pop right over to the Aussie Suns fans podcast. Subscribe while you're there. Give them thumbs up while you're there as well. I'll probably pop in the chat and talk a little shit here and there. Uh, been a long day, though. I'm pretty tired. But that's not going to stop me from drinking a beer to celebrate this 29-20 game from DAA uh what do you think of cider beer gavin
1: uh i'm not a fan personally but they are popular over here so okay yeah each to their own
0: not 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 a huge cider fan um i actually make fun of people who drink cider but (laughs) i'm a food and beverage director and people give me free beer so i have this cider boys mad bark apple cinnamon hard cider that i'm gonna be drinking so uh wish me luck on this one pop them if you got them son's fan are you drinking anything with me gavin
1: Yeah, I'm just going with the stock standard, uh, Carlton Drive. There you go, Carlton
0: Drive. I dig it. Pop them if you got them. Let's talk about this win over the Utah Jazz. Was a 113 to 112 victory for the Phoenix Suns in this game, and of course DeAndre Ayton had a fantastic game. But you know what? That's that's not where I want to start, Gavin. We'll get we'll, we'll build up to that. We'll crescendo. It's kind of like a stairway to heaven. Okay, right when we hit about the six and a half minute mark, we're just, we're gonna start rocking and jamming to uh, that guitar solo that Jimmy Page hits. I want to start with a couple other things. The first thing I wanted to talk about. Was Cameron Payne, okay? Now, now, obviously, for for regular regular uh, watchers of the program, you know, you're used to seeing Matthew, you're used to seeing myself, uh, and you know a lot of our takes and, and understanding kind of how we perceive different aspects of this Suns roster. For those of you who are new to Gavin and the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast, it'll be a good opportunity for you know to kind of understand how he sees and how he's consuming the same things that we're seeing. Because again, I think. You know, I'll, I'll ping DeAndre Drayton. When you look at like Deon Drayton, for example, there, there's a there's a, a bunch of different Views and from a podcasting standpoint, us who have our podcast and we like to talk about it, we have different views on the same player. You know, I'm somebody who wants a little bit more effort from DA. You know, one of the things that Gavin is a fan of is saying, Hey, give him more touches. You know, so I mean, there, there's always some good conversation whenever you talk about different players. But you look at Cameron Payne tonight, and he's obviously been running the point with uh, Chris Paul being out as long as he has been now three of nine from the field. Uh, he had eight points in this game, he had six total assists. Um, not a, not a stellar, uh, Cameron Payne game by any, by any means of the imagination, but what are your thoughts of him thus far this season? And what were your expectations entering this season, Gavin?
1: Well, personally, I just hope he, hoped he improved. I mean, one of the things that I actually said last year was I thought that campaign would, would regress last year. Um, and it unfortunately turned out to be the exactly what happened, but um, this year, I think he, he's just been fantastic. Even pre this Chris Paul stretch of, of Chris Paul not playing, um, off the bench, Cam was providing a heat to this side. And I actually had a big um, a big vent, I suppose, just pre Chris Paul getting injured about the fact that Suns fans lose their minds about wanting to have, at that stage, it was uh, shy Julius Alexander and we had to bring him over to bring him off the bench to be Chris Paul's backup. When reality is no team in the NBA has a superstar coming off the bench as a backup point guard. Um, probably the best at that stage was Tyus Jones, even he's struggling now. Um, yeah. and and I think Cam, Campaign's just about back again as one of the premier backup point guards in the NBA right now.
0: Yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. And again, like you entered this game and you know, only eight points. But the six assists, the way that he's been having the ability to navigate this offense and become more of a playmaker is something that you're continuing to see him grow and flourish in his mm-hmm. role. And that's the thing that I really appreciate because when you when you lo- lose the likes of a Chris Paul, you're losing a true distributor. And campaign is not going to be the distributor that uh, uh, Chris Paul is going to be. He just isn't. No. But – If you utilize him and utilize Devin Booker's playmaking ability in, in combination, it shows you what the future of this team could be. It might not necessarily be campaign, but it could be another two guard, a Bradley Beal type. I'm not saying go get Bradley Beal, but a Bradley Beal type who can assist with scoring, knowing that if they both kind of combine to score and combine to play the point, the future of this franchise is really in good hands.
1: And, and that's the thing I spoke, you know, another thing I spoke about is positionless basketball. And we're seeing that with Book taking more of the ball now and, and we see more point Book. And I think that that dynamic between Book and campaign has been really, really good to watch because it's not always Cam with the ball in his hand. It's not always Book with the ball in his hands. They're, those two can mix it up. And it just gives us a different dynamic to Chris Paul and Devin Booker that um, opposition teams really aren't managing that well.
0: Yeah, if you look around the NBA, a lot of people are—you know—a a lot of teams fall into those definitive roles. And yep. I mean, there there was there was instances in this game where we actually saw, uh, you know, Landry Shaman and Damian Lee were playing forwards, you know, for little stretches. So, oh, oh, look who we have here! Boyd joined us. Look
1: out! He's made it. He's bought the baby too. Yeah, wow!
2: <laughs> this is a moment. How you doing, Boyd? Unreal, buddy. Unreal. Sorry, I'm late, guys. It was a bit hectic here.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. It's 3.30 in the afternoon, your time, the kids are running around, DA's going for 29 and 20. I'm over here. I, I just finished a whole plate of crow. It's delicious.
2: <laughs> Enjoy that, mate. It's um it's tasting extra nice tonight, I guess. What do you reckon? Yeah.
0: Of 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 all of the of all of the pods where I have you guys come on. And Matthew can't be here. It's the one where Diego's for twenty nine and twenty, just the <laughs> game winning rebound. You know, like I mean, how how exciting was? You know what? Well, first in in true Suns jam session uh, fashion, I got to do the drop. Watch. So let's talk about DeAndre. And the the Jamsters are going crazy in the chat. We appreciate you being here. Hit those thumbs up button if you're here. Where do you guys want to start?
2: Boy go for it. Mate, he was absolutely everywhere. And and there was no um as as you delicate delicately put it, John. He no going missing um this whole weekend. Well, Saturday yeah. and Sunday for us. Well Friday, Saturday for you guys. But um mate, he was uh I honestly feel like he's he's caught wind of some of the crap you guys have been talking about him. <laughs> it could be Chuck, but it's more likely the Sun's jam session. And he's just fucking, he's like, fuck these guys. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go and get it. And he, man, he's been everywhere. And that's uh it's a real, it's a really, it's a really nice problem to have, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, throwing up double doubles at well, I mean, entering this game, his last four games, he's been averaging 18 points and 12 rebounds. And, you know, I, I guess the question becomes, there's three, three reasons technically, I guess why he's, he's fueling, or, or what has fueled his recent engagement. One, he got pushed by Pat Bev and something went off in his head and he's like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. Two, it was Charles Barkley stating he needs to be the second best player on the team and he actually took that to heart. Or three, it was my Turkey Day shit talking. So which of the three do you
1: think it was, and, and Gavin? Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. I think that uh, he was sitting back on Thanksgiving. The Suns had a day off um, and he was watching our uh, Twitter thread and he just, I think it was a case of um, just a, a bit of all right i'm going to uh gonna show voida up here
0: it's a story of my life i can't i no. can't ever get anything right uh and hey, I if, liked, this is, if, if this is
1: if this is what... you being wrong keep doing it
0: okay all right i guess i'll have to get
1: on twitter tonight and be like DA
0: was fucking horrible
1: tonight hey no well no you fixed him you gotta target someone else now so now it's book book was terrible tonight
2: so voida voida it didn't just start here though you were fucking canning the fuck out of tory craig oh and yeah watch, you're right look look the campaign. campaign yeah
1: yeah
2: so make an issue
0: it i know it's me trust me here's the other thing is you know uh we we all kind of have a rotation on bright side of the sun where we have to cover the games every game i've covered this year has been a son's loss like i just can't get anything fucking right <laughs> it's like it's like i i started uh uh getting in on the the family bets with dan and justin and now we always fucking lose you know it's like it's like shit man i don't know what it is but it's like i'm like dude da da is not engaged he's like i'm fucking engaged it's like tory craig is gonna suck ass this year he's like check this out my campaign can't fucking he's done he's toast They're like he's like no i'm not toast i'm buttered bread and i'm just gonna run through the nba it's just like i cannot i can't get anything right and you know what like you said if this is wrong who wants to be right
1: Exactly right. right. Oh, yeah. no, and right. I go back to your – um. Yeah, we had a discussion over the off-season where you wrote a piece on Brightside about all of the available free agents – and you didn't hit on any of them, not <laughs> I one. Now I say it in the
0: article now. too. I'm like, check this out. I'm gonna throw five guys out there. Not one of these will happen. Not and it's just like, oh for, oh for, oh for. I don't, I don't know why Dave has me on bright side. I just sit around and just don't get things right. You know, my. Like, what hey, I need yeah. you
2: to do, John. John, what I need you to do is before you go to bed tonight or tomorrow, whenever you get time, is just say. Um, say how fucking crappy of a shooter Devin Booker is, and then <laughs> we'll, we'll see him go 25 from 25 next game and we'll break some records. What do you reckon?
0: Hey, I, I'm, I'm for it. Cause I mean, look at it since, since, uh, the Utah game where he scored 49, right? Like Devin Booker is, he's averaging 22 points, but his three point shooting, well, it's 42%. So it's, it hasn't fallen off that much, 43% from the field, but you look at what he did tonight. And, again, it's just not a Devin Booker game. He's 8 for 27.
2: He had
0: had 27 points, but he shot the ball 27 points. Now, granted, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He's definitely affecting the game in other ways. But Matthew and I were having the discussion yesterday, you know, is this a product of maybe, you know, broken heart syndrome? I mean, he literally went at halftime. I
1: I had that thought.
0: Well, well, he went at halftime. He changed his shoes. He brought out Mm – uh, the Kobe proton, uh, proto, proto, what what do they called? protons? Protos, protos. The yeah, Kobe yeah, fives. Yeah. He was rocking the fives. Like he, he he had the sixes on, and he put the fives on just to trying to change something. Do you think he's got a little bit of that broken heart syndrome going on?
1: There's a, well, when you when you split with someone, it's it's always tough. Um, and they were a, they were a bit of a glamour couple, so it wouldn't surprise me if it took a little while for him to get over.
0: Yeah, but like, nah,
1: when, when, when
0: hey, you don't when you worry split. about it,
2: we'll just give the ball to DA. He's got a fixed now. But that's oi, the oi, thing, oi. though. Go oi, ahead. He's out. He can fuck anything he wants. He's not fucking too worried, I don't think. <laughs> He'd be getting anything, man. Hey, boy, 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 this
1: isn't our pod, man.
0: No, this is absolutely fine for my pod. I don't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is, we, we've we been like this for years now. Well, I, isn't it true, though, like when you split with somebody, you start stroking it better? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna
1: leave, gonna leave that alone. But um, <laughs> you definitely stroke it better. Yeah, he, he should the be title, either splitting up, either splitting up or getting married. Either way, uh, results in stroking it better.
0: Yeah, Thomas Dinette, one of our elite jamsters in the in the chat, says book misses back rubs from Kendall. Yeah, uh, of course. And, and yeah, I get it. I mean, that's yeah. you know he's not getting those those post game massages anymore, and maybe he's a little stiff going out there. The shot isn't there. But to your point, and this is this is one thing that was absolutely huge in this game. And I tweeted this out: Booker can take rest in the fourth quarter because Da was that dude. Yeah. See what happens when Da is that dude. It's the guy that we've always wanted him to be, you know. And and, and again, it's like I, I I run that that very thin line. I think I'm like a lot of Suns fans because I have a DeAndre in jersey. I love the guy. He's our. He was a first overall pick. He's everything that I've wanted. That we need in this franchise. He's the greatest center we've ever had, and that's saying a lot for this franchise. That we've never truly had a great center. Alvin Adams, Marsh Stottlemyre, who was out of position, you know. But knowing yeah, that he know, has, a power forward. Yeah, he was a power forward. You know, I mean, that's why they went and they got uh, Frankenstein, Kurt Thomas, to play the five because they wanted him to play the four. So. Much akin to a lot of Suns fans, I have such high expectations. It's not even expectations; it's just like desires. Like I want him to be unbelievably dominating. When's the last time we saw him jam the ball down with such ferocity? Not only like once in a game, but like multiple times in multiple games.
1: Last two games, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: unbelievable. Since I fucking tweeted you guys.
1: <laughs> but I think it's um as uh, look. I think part of the discussion we we had as well was um. The fact that a they didn't passing the ball, but b engaging and doing all that sort of stuff when when they're running plays coming down the court and he knows the guards are just going to do all the work, that's got to be demoralizing at times, where you just know that the play is not going to be run for you. And um, is that an excuse when you're getting paid thirty million dollars to play basketball? No, it's not. Um, but I could I could sort of understand and get where he'd be coming from where nothing's happening for him but in the last two games. That's what we're seeing, And these guys, he's been unbelievable. And the, like you said, the dunking and the aggression, I don't think we've seen any, even during his playoff run, DA wasn't as aggressive as he's been in the last two games.
0: No, a hundred percent. I mean, and, and again, you know, shout out to Carlos Johnson, uh, $5. I'll, I'll send you guys each a uh, $2 each. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, we can build a team around DA and he will thrive. It's not crazy. It's not a crazy th- concept. A lot of people have talked about and that, Again, that's been one of the fears of Suns fans. It's one of the things that, you know, when the whole contract situation was going on last summer, we were all afraid that he would end up in Indiana. And what would happen? They would build around him offensively, you know, to your point, Gavin, with offensive sets, you know, focus on trying to get him a high usage rate, 20 to 25 shots a game, and he would thrive. And as you mentioned, in this offense, it is a guard-centric offense. They're going to, you know, from the outside in is how they're going to attack. But what I I appreciate, and and again, this kind of goes back to what my point was in that. Even if you know that you're not going to be engaged in that play, DA would take the play off on the weak side rather than fight for positioning, try to get an offensive rebound, try to get a putback. back. You know, that's one of the things that I would watch the games. I'm like, you could see him on the weak side fading away and not even trying to get position or not even not even getting physical with anybody he was playing against, especially in those games when he's playing against other players who he should have uh, the ability to be physical against. Tonight he was physical against, like, Kelly Olynyk. He owned him. He did, he yeah. went coast-to-coast one play, you know, yeah. uh, and, and and bowled over him and got the foul. He, another one he spun into Laurie Market, and Laurie Market was, like, walked around like he had a stinger. Yeah. Like, DA, like, has this physicality about him, but there's times where he just doesn't turn that on. And recently, Boyd, he's turned that on.
2: So tell me, how many? Um, have you got the numbers in front of you? Do you know how many shots he took tonight?
0: Oh, yeah, I got that right. Yeah, I got that. It's what, what is it, Gavin?
2: 18. 18. And he's one off wow. the 30 per yeah. game. 11, yeah, 11 I from took, 18, I think he was.
0: Yep, 11 and for took, 18. And
2: yesterday, when he when he put up the uh 25 or whatever, he um he, he put up 13 oh. or 14. He's doing it extremely efficiently. Now, my question to you is, um, as far as a as a big man like Da, just this little captive two games streak that we're looking at, a guy like him that can that can do that offensively, um, that efficiently, and can defend inside and outside. I mean, I saw him sticking with um, I think it was Malik Beasley. Um, oh, that steal! That steal! Well, hey, my God! I mean. He ended up letting um, Beasley score on him in the paint, but um, but he but he hung with him and 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 took him away. Oh, uh, that. that was that was Clarkson. Was that Clarkson? Clarkson got him on, mm-hmm. yeah, he got him on the reverse. layup. Yep. When was the when was the last time? I mean, that you that you saw a, a center like this weekend, Da, um, that can do that can do what he's doing. I mean, what's your comparison? Your closest comparison?
0: Joel Embiid minus the yeah, three ten, point eight. shooting. You know, no. Joel Embiid has a physicality about him. Uh, he can shoot jumpers, and and he has a ferocity when he plays oh. down low. That is something that Da I don't think can attain because of mm-hmm. sheer size. Joel yeah. is like seven four, and he's a brick shit house. Da has a lot more athleticism athleticism to him. So and he, and he does have more finesse, but he does have the ability to be powerful. When you combine, well, that,
2: what about Alajouan?
0: Well, exactly. If you go back and and you look at the prototypes. It's Hakeem was all finesse. He didn't have power. Yeah.
1: David Robinson's the prototype. Uh, David, for me, it's David Robinson. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he is um, absolutely the second coming of David. David Robinson, but the only the only thing that probably drops off a little bit is the block shots.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, and the jumper, Da has a better jumper than David Robinson yeah. did. Yeah, You know, he was a below the key dominant force on both sides of the floor. Whereas DA, although he doesn't block the shots, he has a great ability to provide shot deterrence. And that's kind of, you know, and and, and that's been my thing through this journey of DeAndre Ayton is, although we might not necessarily always see the offensive production defensively, he's always been very, very solid. He has the ability to switch. He has the ability to shot deter. He has the ability to have his lateral quickness. Unlike, I mean, who else has lateral quickness as a five in the league? Um, like da, I, I I don't know.
2: I don't I don't either. That's what. Like no, we're not in, at the five.
1: They're, they're a, guys. They're, they're fours that are playing fives are the only ones at, that can
2: do it. Really, we're in an absolutely um, prime position right now. And and look, even if and the really cool thing is is that he's also not a player to, if he doesn't get his fucking um, twenty points or his um, yeah fifteen field goals, he doesn't whinge publicly. He's not a um a, like a he doesn't need the limelight he doesn't mm-hmm. need so we can we can have other players flourish around DA other people can develop and 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 we can we can build as a team and organically um you know have a fucking a dynasty here with DA just in our back pocket ready to go off for a weekend like this weekend and just fucking um you know you know bring us a couple of W's it's fucking unreal That's a- that's an interesting one, though,
1: Boyd, and probably stealing some of the material from our pod next. But um, he won't come out publicly and say he's upset that he's not getting the ball. But I think to John and, and Matthew's points over previous discussions and what we spoke about on um, on Thanksgiving, your time, is his body language on the court sometimes absolutely suggests that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and when he takes himself out of the offense by basically just standing in a spot and, and not engaging in that offensive set I think that absolutely says that no
0: I, I I completely agree you know and and but on the other side of that coin one thing that he does do well and this kind of you know echoes Boyd's point is he he isn't so ball dominant you know he, he's not the Michael Irvin kind of player who's like give me the ball give me the ball give me the ball to his detriment we want him to do that I want him to do that I want him to be like Give me that fucking ball because he can do amazing things with it. But because he can be passive at times and because he allows others to be successful around him and doesn't complain about it, you know, it's like, it's, it's that, you know, uh, catch 22. Well, what do you really want from this $30 million player? Do you want somebody who's bitching and moaning because he's not being engaged enough and he's in the offense and therefore creating rifts within the team or somebody who's just kind of, kind of, you know, sometimes just stay back and just let the other people. A little bit, exactly, exactly. Mm. And you know what? The way that I look at it with DeAndre Ayton is all I want from him, and is and, and I said it on Twitter. I just want some DA games. We haven't had up to this point. We haven't had some DA games this year, right? We've had we've had some campaign games. We have Mikhail Bridges game. Like every game is a Booker game. Give me some DA games this season. That that that's a team. That is a. And, a, uh, a Go ahead.
1: What you say? What you say? With his over this double double run, he's averaging eighteen and twelve. Did you say? Yeah, before tonight, and that's that's a baseline expectation for us. Yeah, that, Bingo. that's where it should be. Bingo. It that's is, where he was his rookie year. Yeah, and that's that's his baseline. He uh, and a da game is tonight. Yes, where you know twenty one rebounds and near on thirty points. That's a da game, but we should. Our expectation should be an average of 18 12.
0: Well, I think, again, that's the challenge with Suns fans. That is our expectation. So when he's not meeting those numbers and or he's not uh, putting up those numbers in productive times of the game, you know, in the second or third quarters when he's getting a bunch of, you know, rebounds or some points. But in the third, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, when Matthew and I were talking about D.A., one of the things that I noted was the fact that he scored at that time like 2.8 points per fourth quarter. His lowest scoring output was in the fourth. That's where you need him the most. So it's the way that he was getting. So you could sit there and look at him and be like, yeah, he put up 18 and 12 tonight. And that's a good stat line. But how did it occur? Whereas tonight, the 29 and 20, every one of those baskets was massive. Every one of those rebounds. I mean, I'll talk about it here in a little bit when I did the subreddit stakeout. The, it was driving the jazz, the jazz fans fucking insane because they could not get a rebound because DA was a vacuum down there.
2: And he's he's rebounding with conviction. I I had a bit of a go at him on my pod about he he felt like he'd get six rebounds in a game previously. Mm-hmm. Everyone would lose their minds, but there was another six opportunities where he's just sort of fucking tapping the thing around a bit, and <laughs> a little volleyball. Comes, yeah, someone just comes and plucks it away. But that's in in the last couple of games I've seen that he's actually going up and just dragging it from one to the other and just fucking taking what he wants. It's really. But, mate, it's got me excited. I, it's I'm it's really... some
0: it's some of that Tory Craigish, you know, because that's how Tory rebounds, right? Yeah. So So, uh, shout out once again to Carlos Johnson four ninety nine in the super chat. We truly appreciate it. Uh, every time you guys donate, it helps us put on this amazing content and helps pay for my software to make all my cool drops that I do. Uh, if Da played uh, for a team that sucked, he would be a lot more polarizing. But his downfall is that he plays with a balanced team. Yeah, I can I can see that. Can you guys? Yeah. Yeah makes perfect yeah, without sense, question
1: yeah. without question but if you looked at and i was going to say it before if ta was in indiana right now with tyrese halliburton who's averaging 12 to 14 assists again yeah. ta ta would be averaging 25 and 12 this year
0: well it's, a, it's like the jeremy grant thing right you know jeremy grant in denver was just a role player but you put him in detroit and now you put him in portland uh where he's getting the shot opportunities and he's a skilled player he's going to put up massive numbers so it, the question becomes like, is he you know a, a good stats bad team guy? Well, he's not. Like, he's he's a decent stats. You know, in Da's case, he's a decent stats on a really good team. Uh, you know, the the best team in the Western Conference now, thirteen and six. So, Samurai Fuchs, five dollars in the super chat. Da is scoring. Uh, with scoring is the center equivalent of CP three before this year could score 25 a night, but probably defers too much uh, for his own good. Some nights uh, he, he defers way too much. And that's been the issue. And right now with Cameron Johnson out with CP three out, like you need to find offensive production. DA's the guy. Do you think that Charles Barkley calling him out really had an effect on him? I do.
1: Well, surely he saw it. So uh, absolutely. It would have,
0: you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's- you think so, Boyd? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think
2: I still think it's more you guys, but um, yeah, it plays, <laughs> I, it plays a part. Plays a part.
0: I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, he's. I know he tunes in after every game. He's like, "Yo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what, what are they saying? What's what's the jam session saying? What's the jam yeah. session saying?" Well, there was another highlight of this game that I wanted to bring up for all you guys, uh, especially considering that I'm I'm joined by the Aussie Suns fans podcast. This is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my... Jock Landell. We got five minutes of Jock Landell in this game. He scored four points on two of two shooting, had one rebound, had one assist, was a plus seven on the night. It's the first time we've seen him in quite some time. Good job, Monty, right? Like, finally made a fucking adjustment. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, about, about time because um, I actually tweeted something during the end of the third quarter with Busy in there getting a run and sort of said, look, I love Busy. He's he's one of the nicest guys in NBA. It's clear um, some of the stuff he does, but Jock should be getting those minutes. And he comes on and effectively with the momentum turn, and I know we only won the game by one point, mm-hmm. but it felt like we weren't going to lose after that first five minutes of the last quarter after Jock was in. It just felt like we we're in control
0: of the game. Yeah, I mean, we were fighting uphill the entire time until he essentially came in the game because he brought that energy. And, and even though uh, he was going against their rookie, um, what's his face, Kessler Walker Kessler, who, who, who who's huge, you know, he's a big guy. And I think that's why Monty Williams continues to kind of play busy. He's he's looking for the size matchup, but you can't you can't measure the heart of Jock Landau, can you, Boyd?
2: Yeah no look I I really liked the energy that he brought it was a, it was a perfect change of pace that we needed just that just that bit of a – because he's a spark guy he really is um I think I think busy busy for for what he is and and you know what we pay him and and the role that he plays he comes in and he's he's solid he's solid he blocks and he just and he any he, any he, he's he's a real physical presence exactly what Moni was saying but but Jock, Jock is he's just—he's just a little bit more of a, of a firecracker off of the bench. He'll—he'll—he can do more things. It's like he's—I don't know. I, there were people saying that um, they thought Biombo was more athletic than um, than uh, than Jock, but I—I I don't I, think, I think either Jock, of them are. <laughs> overly yeah, athletic yeah, I know. But instance. I just—I just feel like Jock puts his finger in a lot more pies than what Busy does, mm-hmm. and um, and he's just—he's just all over the shop, and it's um. No, it's now it was really it was really good to see him come in there and um get to play in front of his family who's 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 traveled over to see him. So yeah, it was really cool. Really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a he's a fuck shit up guy. And yeah. that's that's what they needed tonight was to fuck some shit up. And I was kind of surprised after seeing the first half and how busy played and he was kind of discombobulated deer with ice skates on, you know, trying to walk through a field, just didn't look like he belonged there. And I was like, I wonder if we'll see Jock in the second half. And I had actually written in my notes. Uh, Ask you guys. I was like, how how does it feel, or how do you feel knowing that Jock is on the roster but not getting any playing time? Because I was like, by by the third quarter, I was just like, he's he's not playing. So I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, your son's fans. You're from Australia. You got an Australian on the team again. You, does it drive you fucking nuts not to see him out there?
2: Not no, yeah. No no. No, no yes. <laughs> no no no. no. Look, and here's why. Here's why. so look, we saw. I think we saw a little bit of this. It, it, this is a Monty thing. It's not a Jock thing. We're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm not worried he's gonna get traded or anything like that. I think it's. I more know. But, well, some Twitter does. I know. I know. But um, yeah, he likes to get. I mean, he doesn't want to fucking go game to game and give one guy two minutes, one guy three minutes. He wants to get some extended looks to see how. You know, see how they hold up. Um, to get a proper sample size. I mean, um, we saw it a little bit. I think last season there was there was these periods where, fucking Alfred Payton um would get fucking four games I'm, and I'm screaming at the TV what the fuck are you putting this guy in and then um and then <laughs> cuz I I was a big holiday guy right I want yeah, to Yeah me too he he had some defensive chops and he was um he was that jock right he was that jock of the guards and um but yeah look I Monty just does this and I think he I think it, it plays into his overall perception of the player and how they're going to fit in and um and look ultimately we don't need it's not like we're desperate.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can we well, lose I it? was... Did we lose it? Pick it pick up, It Damn looks it. like he's frozen. It looks like looks like he's frozen. What I was going to say was um, based on actually your show yesterday, and um, the you actually brought this topic up where you have... Uh, Monty tends to play guys in patches, and yes. it sort of ties in with Alfred Payton as well, where... He'll go. Okay, well, I'm going to sit you for four, five games here and let the other guy run. And what we'll do is rotate that over the course of the year. Uh, we we've, we've seen it over the last couple of years, and I think that's pretty much all it is. Do I did I want to see Joe play more? Yeah, especially when we're struggling. Yes, um, and tonight it just showed when he came in in that first five minutes of the last quarter.
0: I just love that he did it in the fourth quarter, that yep. he opened the fourth because it was a complete curveball, because through three quarters, you know, uh, uh, what's the name of the head coach for Utah? First-year coach, came from Boston. Oh, what's the guy's name? Mike Hardy. Scott. Hardy, yeah, Hardy. Mike, Is it Mike Hardy? You know, so he's, after three quarters, he's like, okay, I know what the Suns are throwing at me. I know what they're throwing at me for the last two games, you know, because they just beat him 134 to 133 a week ago. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you bring in your fuck shit up guy, kind of takes everybody off by surprise. And again, he brings in that energy that is, is so vital to the second team's success. And, you know, again, I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. It's, it's part of Monty's strategy on keeping a team engaged. Like you have 15 players on the roster. You have to keep them engaged throughout the season. You're not going to Mike D'Antoni it where you're like, I'm just going to play seven guys all the time and fuck the rest of the roster. What's The point. So I think yeah. it's a strategy on doing so. It does it drive us crazy at times. Absolutely. But I love that Monty made that adjustment and shame on me not having a money drop after fucking four years <laughs> i don't have a money williams drop like
2: in four um, years Funny. yeah
0: yeah i think we've been doing the youtube i think it's our third season doing youtube uh but before that we were we were audio only uh then the pandemic hit and then matthew and i we, we used to always record in person but he i moved to like the other side of town i was just like let's figure out zoom and then stream yard or the rest is youtube history for all 2500 people who've subscribed so you know <laughs> Uh, we did have the return of Landry Shamit.
1: All I can say is, Sham, wow!
0: So Landry Shamit returns after a seven-game absence with concussion protocol symptoms. Played 15 minutes tonight. Only had two points, one steal, one block, one turnover, one or one for two from the uh, from the field. But it answered our question. You know, if Landry Shamit is playing who sacrifices their minutes, it was Dwayne Washington Jr. He only played four minutes. He actually came out with Landry Shaman initially. Uh, are you excited to see Landry Shammett back? Are you upset that we're going to see less of Dwayne Washington Jr. during this ups- this upcoming stretch as we try to reintegrate Landry Shammett? How are we feeling?
1: Yeah, I think um, – look, look, I think someone just said in the chat, Shammett's defense is significantly superior to Dwayne Washington Jr.'s, but – um, let's be honest, over this stretch that he's been out, Dwayne Washington's been fire. He's come in. He's been able to hit three, four threes in a row and um, light us up. And uh, that's sort of the expectation that we had from Shamit when he first came across in the trade with Carter. But we just haven't really seen that yet. And, yeah. um, again, going back to your show yesterday, we're paying Landry $9, $10 million a year. We've got to play. It's,
0: oh,
2: yeah. It's as simple as
1: that.
0: What do you think, Boyd?
2: Yeah, look, I I like Landry. I think this is going to be overall. This is going to be a bounce back year for him. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's defensively, he's um, he's real nice. He's, he stays in front of people. It's not like he's a he's a he's a real physical presence, and he's going to you know um, you know yeah you know, devastate um, um, the other team. But look, I think I think he's um, he's very capable um, on the defensive end, and look, he doesn't whilst he's. You know he's not um, he's he's not the best offensively at the moment. He doesn't do much wrong, and whereas I think I think uh, whilst whilst Washington Washington is um, like he's a higher higher ceiling on what he can um, you know give you in a spurt. but I think I think his flaws also a lot lower. I think that mm-hmm. we've got a nice a really nice um, happy medium with Landry um, um, Schmidt. And 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 like I said, I think he goes from strength to strength this season. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him,
1: man. For sure. In saying that, too, pre
2: the concussion, Shamit was actually in a bit of a groove. He was, he was playing yeah, well,
1: he Yeah, well. he was playing
0: well.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and then when Dwayne Washington came in, we're like, okay, I get it. He scored 31 points in a preseason game, but come on. It's Dwayne Washington, right? Like the kid from Ohio yeah. State. He's not that good, and he surprised us. And, yeah, you know, Suns fans, you got to get ready mm-hmm. for this because I see a lot of you in the chat. A lot of you are like, hey, it's robbery you know, uh, uh, Dwayne over over Landry, you know, to Gavin's point, we're paying this guy $10 million. So you got to look at it like this. One, he's going to be integrated more as he's starting to get his legs back under. I mean, I mean, he's missed seven games. So they want him to get in there, one, because they're paying him $10 million. And two, it's going to be really hard to trade that asset if you need to trade that asset if he's not playing. So you want to showcase what Landry Shamit's doing. So when December 15th hits and all those players become available for trade and when the trade deadline hits in February, if you need a piece of deal together, you can say, hey, look, Landry's fucking playing good. You know, it's a $10 million contract. It's a connector contract. You'd rather have that than have him sit on the bench and play Dwayne Washington over him. The plus is Dwayne Washington has given us some very solid minutes. So, again, if we're looking at at this season as a marathon rather than a quick sprint, you know, be like, oh, man, fucking I wanted Dwayne. Yeah, maybe Dwayne. You know, he's found a good groove here. He's clearly a, gr- a gifted offensive player. He can play some yeah. really good offense, and that's a plus for the Suns. It's a, you know one of those diamonds in the rough. So you consider you continue to hold that thing in your back pocket. You go out there, you reintegrate Landry Shaman, and you try to put him on the trade market if and when the time is right. And you get rid of that contract, and you garner something that's actually going to be a true need to this team, knowing that you have Dwayne Washington sitting right behind him. It's like a win-win. Yeah,
1: absolutely agree, and uh, and just to um, just to follow that up. To the people who argue with me, well, we can do that with Dwayne Washington. No, we can't. He's a two-way player. We -hmm. can't trade him.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and even if we were to sign him to a full-time contract to be like what eight hundred thousand dollars, it has it has no, it's no value, no value on the market. So you take the fact that the Phoenix Suns have all of their picks. You know, they're not one of these teams that are at the at the mercy of you know who who holds all the picks now. New Orleans. Uh, OKC, Utah, Utah, Utah. they have like all the picks. So the fact that we have first round picks, plus we have a Jay Crowder, who's 10 million, plus we have a Landry Shamit, plus we have a Dario That right there is 29 million in picks. Hmm. You can make some very interesting moves if James Jones chooses to do that. The goal is to give yourself options as a general manager, something that Rob Pelinka has not done in Los Angeles. They have zero fucking options. They got Pat Bev. That's their option. (laughs) you know <laughs> uh is
2: Lissy coming on john
0: i don't think so i think he landed at the airport recently and i told i'm like hey i got the aussie guys to join me he's like cool thanks man yeah he's, he's flying so i drove um to I, I drove today and uh shout out real quick to david in the ch- in the super chat ten dollars in the super chat he goes way to fucking drive the miles and make this pot happen." <laughs> I live in Oklahoma, never miss a game, and really treasure the comedy you deliver, especially on Lost Nights. Thanks for the dedication. It's not comedy. It's just my analysis. Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was like a 700-mile trip. It's, so I, it's depression. It's depression, yeah. It's a, it's, this is my he therapy. You are talking
2: about your, your, um, your columns that you write for, for, for Dave King. Yeah, those <laughs> the,
0: that's comedy because none of it's fucking right ever. I was like, good Lord, man. It's just like, oh, geez. I just – One of these years, I write it every, like every off season, I write a piece. I go, Hey, here are my five targets. They're all wrong. You know? And and, like, it's literally how I predicate every, and people still like, I wrote one about SGA and it got retweeted by SB nation who runs like all of, you know, bright side and all the different fan sites. Whoa. Apologies. Hello. Hello? Is that Dave King? Dave? How's it going? (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fired. Okay. This is, this is good. This is great. Um, but yeah, it got retweeted. And then like everybody in the world thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And no one read the article. Like if you read the article, you would see right off the bat. I was like, this ain't going to happen if it was. And it was like a two. It was like the Suns would have to trade Crowder to New York, garner some of their picks, utilize those picks plus our picks to make SGA happen if they were ever going to do it, but they wouldn't. And it was the whole thing. And every time I write an article, Dave says one thing. Fuck. That's about it. He just he can't believe that uh he, that, he, that he has me on staff. So uh but yeah, it was it was a long road trip today, I'll tell you that. Um, a couple other things I want to talk about before we go to subred stakeout and give out some jam star and then get off here so you guys can start your podcast because it's getting ever so late there. It's almost four o'clock. It's four o'clock there now. I mean it's getting really crazy. Uh does Kelly Olenek have a horse face?
1: Yes. It was funny, my um my daughter, nine-year-old daughter came out and she was watching The Suns with me. I've set everything up in the garage because my kids have been annoying the crap out of me. Um, but she came out and she goes, Can I watch with you, Daddy? And I went, Of course. And Kelly Alinick got foul shots and she went, Oh my god, I don't think I've ever seen an uglier man. And I went, Well done, young lady. Fucking You go.
2: Your reason to rate. Right. <laughs> Reminds me a little bit, is is it is it Wednesday from the family wednesday or like carrie from that fucking horror horror show (laughs) crossed with a fucking horse It's um, yeah totally it's 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 off-putting
0: it is off-putting like i'm pissed that i've had to watch him twice in the past like you know 10 days i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) mr ed out there god i'm horrible uh but that being said you know let's do some subreddit stakeout because they always talk shit about our guys the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout So there I was hanging out
1: God how does my wife wear love the disguises I yeah, love you the no, disguises you, you have
0: no idea Well I'm not as up. I'm not as good as a uh, Coach fallen founder I mean he's got like the Trump voice and he does the things <laughs> he's got the masks and all that like I'm not at that level but I still was hanging out on the subreddit stakeout for the Utah Jazz, which I will say, um, not a lot of action there. Normally, when you go to these subreddits, you know, it's it's where the passionate fans go, some of the educated ones. You know, if you hang out on the Suns ones, that's that that's where you're gonna run into uh, the timeline guys and things like that, you know, like they're, they're breaking down really statistical analysis of yeah, such. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. I'd rather just talk shit. Um, yep. and that's why that, that's why our podcast is the way it is. And <laughs> You go to the Utah one, and there's like, you can always see how many people are like in there. You know, it'll tell you it's like, oh, you know, 16 people typing. There's always like one person typing on the Utah Jazz subreddit. But here's some of the things that they had to say. And uh, I'll tell you what they had to say, and I want to hear what you guys have to react. Because this first one really ticks my bombs, if you will. Guys, I just have to say it. The Sun's Court colors and unis are so gross. Ours aren't great, but thank God we're not orange and purple. Fuck um, right off, you cunt.
1: Have they? Yeah, no, fair point. Have they seen the uniforms they've rolled out this year? They're, cro- they're like well, highlighters for the Utah ones. They're like the domestic basketball ones down the road here. Like, put <laughs> some creativity in it. Just spend some money, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Their marketing
0: department's like, all right, so hold on. You're giving us the colors orange – or I'm, I'm sorry, uh yellow, green, yellow. blue – uh, purple from the 90s with a weird color orange. Um, Shit, what are we supposed to do? Okay, let's come up with the shittiest looking jersey possible. And they're talking shit about our jerseys.
1: <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think they've gone into those jersey design websites, plugged that shit in, and the generic one that's come
2: up, they've gone, yeah, that'll work.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably cut funding. Danny Ainge cutting funding anywhere he
1: can. <laughs> aren't kind.
2: all Utah fans hicks and fucking, um racers? No, they're
1: more they're Mormons, they live in, in the hills, everything else, I think. So, I know I, I was gonna say it's Sunday over there, right? I, well, Sunday here, um, yeah, Saturday over there.
0: It's almost um, Sunday,
1: so almost maybe they'll get ready for church. That's why they weren't on subreddit stakeouts. Uh, maybe, uh, or maybe,
0: or, or they were marrying one of their 10 had, wives. Yeah, you know, when you yeah, got 10 wives, say, it takes a lot maybe, of time.
1: Maybe. Maybe God, one of their other wives went.
0: at state night, or well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. there's a bit to do. It, probably, you know, they ran out of near beer. You hear about this? They drink near beer up in Utah, where it's like two percent alcohol. Well,
1: boy, boy, will never go to Utah. then.
0: don't go to maybe, Utah. He'll
2: never, he'll never make it out alive. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe they all followed Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. Who knows? They <laughs> fucking love that guy, didn't they?
0: Oh, God, they did. They, they they talk about them all the time in the subreddit, too. So a couple of the things they said in there. THT stands for Taylor Horton Turnover. I thought that was pretty funny. That was a good one. That's
1: not bad. Yeah, that's bad. uh
0: The Suns crowd is so – so the one thing is they – none of no one could get the fucking Utah stream. They were all bitching like, shit, all we have is the Phoenix stream. So I guess all the Utah fans who are fans of Utah don't live locally, so they're trying to stream it. And they all got the Phoenix stream, and all they did, the two things they were doing the whole time, they were dogging Eddie and K Ray, and you know, you know the sound every time you make a free throw, yeah, the like, yeah the it's yeah. like it's like when you plug in something in your computer, it was driving them insane. It was so funny, That's uh, but yeah, they yeah. said the Suns crowd is so lethargic. They've been trying to hype them up all night. No one cares. Throwing shirts, and no hands are even in the air.
1: I don't, I I don't think I've ever heard the Suns fans being described as lethargic no like our, our crowds are pretty insane really
0: yeah and i also think that like if you look at the lighting in there you're not going to see a lot of great fan shots because the lighting is very you know it's like madison square garden where it's like the front rows are kind of lit and everything beyond that so it's like and you know guys, you guys know that whenever you stream you know for those of you who are used to watching uh, it on like valley sports if you're streaming it from afar you get all like the in-game Stuff, you know, so you it's don't like, actually
1: but you see little bits of it and then it um fades away yeah, and you've got it ads cuts. and everything else. So you don't actually get to see a hell of a lot of what's going on in there, but while the game's playing, all you can hear is the crowd noise.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and, and Jam in the chat says it and he's correct. Bally dumps down the sound a lot. Like it's interesting. You could literally watch the game on Bally Sports and then watch it when it's on TNT. And it, it sounds completely different. Like the Get TNT, them you them. hear the crowd at all times. So take that, you Utah bastards. Uh, campaign giving, a, <laughs> this is great. Um, campaign giving Olinic a solid run as the player who bitches most of the refs.
1: Again. Really? Really? Yeah. I guess. I mean, book winches a lot. All the and time. So I, I could have gone with bulk,
2: but you can I don't see it. I don't, I don't. I don't notice it. I don't notice a lot of the winching no. though. It's um, yeah, it's not not a part of the game that I watch. I don't like it. I think I just sort of uh, block it out. But um, yeah, no, I didn't see. It. I don't know, John. Did you see it?
0: No. So no. W- what I'm trying to showcase to everybody it's, is jazz fans aren't good. really educated.
1: They're, yeah, I was gonna say fuck. instead of Mormons, it should say morons. Yeah, morons. <laughs> they're just
0: they don't they're, they're like your colors. Ew. Like I can comprehend colors. What's that annoying
2: sound? Um, what's that annoying sound on the Freddy Friends? Uh. Yeah, that's what they were saying the whole time. Like they're,
0: they're, this guy's an audio uh, terrorist. What's he doing to us? Because they're all watching on their computers and they keep keep thinking they plug something in. a uh, couple other things. This game is ugly, but not as ugly as campaign. <laughs> Anytime you do the subreddit stakeout, somebody everybody Sorry, talks say, shit about <laughs> campaign. It's hysterical. So I always have to throw that
1: Although, in. Although, let's go back to our when you've got Ke- Kelly Kelly you can't make comment about camera. No,
0: back. you can't. Like you're not allowed to. You're not you're just we gotta we gotta teach these guys something. And last <laughs> but not least, the last comment on subreddit stakeout. Aiden is killing Kelly. He's doing whatever he wants. 17 fucking boards. I really like the things we get from Kelly, but at some point we gotta wonder if it's worth it. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The subreddit stakeout. The Sun's jam session, subreddit stakeout. Whew, those glasses were hurting my eyes. I don't know how I don't know how you guys wear them, dude. I got that twenty twenty vision. Boyd, you got perfect vision, or you you a your contact wearer?
2: Perfect vision, mate.
0: Yeah, me too. Twenty twenty. Sorry, well, Gavin.
1: I'd, I'd rather the glasses than the uh, sciatica.
0: Oh God, I don't want to talk about it. Still hurts so, so bad. God. I'm, I have a appointment on Wednesday to like set up my next shot because this ain't it. This ain't it.
1: No. No, and especially after driving eleven hours, oh wouldn't my be doing God.
0: well. The nice thing is, like, I drive a, a Ram and it has heated seats, so I just—it's like having a heating pad on Turn the whole time, on. which it yeah. helped yeah. big time. It was also like thirty-six degrees when I left. Uh, it was fucking cold in Amarillo. It was getting ready to rain. Who? Glad I got out of there. It's nice and it's nice in Arizona right now. This is the time <laughs> to be here. So, uh let's let's hand on some hardware. <laughs>
1: Star of
0: the game. all right jamsters this is a reminder if you're watching along live please hit that thumbs up button go ahead subscribe if you're listening to the podcast please subscribe rate and review and again if you're watching along live or you're listening head over to the aussie Suns fans podcast right after this because uh directly, after. directly they're gonna go live i mean we already got two of them together so might as well uh just transfer right over so uh, you can join us john you're more than welcome. <laughs> you know what? I would love to, but I'm beat to shit.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised i drive. Fuck. But, <laughs> yeah, a but
0: I tell you, I, I owe you guys one. I got to be on there yeah, sometimes. Definitely one
2: day. Yeah, I got.
0: I, gotta, I gotta get. I got to get on there because uh, I have too much fun drinking and in, in, while I'm in the chat because it's Saturday night. So it's like if I I'm lame. I'm 40. I'm at home. I'm not doing anything. My wife's like, "What are you doing over there laughing?" I got my <laughs> AirPods in. I'm just like saying, "Like suck my jock." You know, like you jock suckers. You know, I'm like coming up with stupid shit. You know, uh, so I got to get in there one time.
1: Uh, or, or you've dropped the C bomb for the fifth time. Oh yeah, case. just because you yeah. can. Matthew and I were talking it's about really that
0: on good. last night's podcast. Like, isn't "cunt" like a bad word? It's like not anymore. And if you hang out around well, the Aussies, it's, it's definitely not. not. No. no, so it's we're a trying, demon. We're trying. To, we're trying to make that happen here in the states. So, uh, Boyd, who's your jam star? Well,
2: it's da. It's da. The. A. Okay. the okay. Um, an honorable mention for um, 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 Mikhail.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, we even talk about Mikhail, he had a great game too. He's he what I had one question for you guys on Mikhail. Let's see, looking he at my notes like
2: 70, 70% from the field, seven, seven from 10, seven from seven 10 for 10. It is his, like Kawhi Leonard in the mid range, it, 100%. Like, whoa, Oof.
0: looking good. So, is his shot selection and shot making ability becoming more difficult? Cause like he's taking some really tough shots and he's making them now, so he's like, mm-hmm. he's starting to take that next level, right?
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, uh, and they're shots that he never would have even thought about taking previously, it's, a, it's wide open, or he never took them. Um, and I think that by resting Chris Paul with the heel soreness, um, it's actually allowed Mikhail to start taking these shots, which is great. That's it's exactly what we all wanted to see in the offseason. Mikhail stepping up, DA stepping up everything be everything rather than just book and Chris Paul and ha- how how great is it to watch where he gets in he bullies down Colin Sexton turns around Yeah, well he did it to Col- Kelly Olenek as well bullied him down and because his arms are so long he's just never getting blocked with that shot
2: yeah. fading. and they're yeah. all hitting
1: it's a fadeaway like
2: he's got yeah, those he's got. long
0: arms and he has a fadeaway and and Boyd, you nailed it. He's got a little Kawhi Leonard in him with those but, shots. That, that that's where he lives, is right in that zone. And no, that's
2: that's great. I'm gonna write as a piece long as about he doesn't, that on Bright Side and he'll as never long do as he it doesn't again. Leave in straight clothes like Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Kawhi, he's never missed a game.
0: Yeah, facts. Fuck. I'm, I better not write about that. Uh Gavin, <laughs> who's your jam star of the game? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, t- very, very difficult to go past DeAndre Aiden I would have thought. Um, honorable mention for Jock Landau's five minutes.
0: And I was going to say DA clearly, and again, good for you guys, coming on the podcast on a DA1. And see, see, I own up when I'm wrong on things. He's proven me wrong over these past few days, and I, I, I love do, that we, he's proven me we wrong. We
1: tried to warn you that this well, was the case. You, you weren't warning
0: me. You were giving me a history coming up to that point, and he was not doing any of that shit. He's let's
2: let's not do the thing where the very next game that he only gets eight rebounds, that we um we just fucking dump on him again. Please, please, Voida, please. Oh, I will. The only other honorable mention
1: I have for the Suns Jamster is Isha's afro. Yeah, looking nice. Yeah, it's a great afro. Like that's and, so- if anyone saw the clip of him entering the game today, he had a, like a shirt on with a dude with an afro on it. And it was kind of like he was wearing his own shirt. It was magnificent. <laughs> check that out on Twitter. Phoenix Suns Twitter. Check it out.
0: Yeah, he he's making a run for the uh, Jesse Katsopoulos Best Hair Award that we give out during the jammies. So, yeah, no, I mean, boy, you got to understand, like, this is a post-game podcast. We're going to react to everything and we're going to overreact to everything. That's our job. That's what we do.
2: Don't don't hit me with um with um facts, mate. With um with things that are quite credible. I don't want to hit them.
0: You try going live after every fucking game. It's tough. You got to come up with content. Da is great for content. He just sometimes he sucks, and Matthew and I can talk about it for twenty minutes. Sometimes he's great. We can talk about it for thirty. It's fucking great.
2: I'll see we, we've minutes. actually I'll see we've
1: actually got the perfect um we've actually got the perfect times to go live, but we don't want to go up against you guys. Like you guys are the OG, so we're not competing with. James,
0: you. Well, we appreciate that, you know. PH and X they still compete with us, you know, and I I still raz uh, Espo and Saul as much as I can, you know. I was I was actually on their during their pregame. I was in the chat talking some shit, you know. And
2: do you um me um, that's all. <laughs> are you offended that they stole your idea, mate?
0: Nah, whatever. <laughs> you know that's uh we so we were doing postgame podcasts with them during the uh, during the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 2021 run. And we were actually going to be a part of that whole PHNX thing. And then they kind of pivoted and took it themselves. And I was just like, whatever. You know, th- if there's more Suns content out there, then everybody wins, in my opinion. Exactly
2: right.
0: And it- that's why it's like, if you guys ever need to help with anything, I'm always there to help everybody uh yeah, so look at so says jay <laughs> oh yeah he's all i'm hybrid. sorry
1: who are the ogs now i'm we're the justin, og the, yes uh, we're we, talking about the og post game podcast justin don't don't get don't be so sensitive
2: <laughs> we're stealing your ideas too we're stealing your drops we stole your fucking platform we just um we just have to get some good content and and learn a bit no, more about a, before, mate, the, the and, good thing you got, got a problem
1: <laughs> the great thing is that whenever I send John a message and go, I need your help with this, bang, he's there. Our Jock drop is all John.
0: Yeah, I made that one. I made your logos. I'm a graphic designer. You, you needed one last waiting. week. And I couldn't get I'm to it. I'm still
1: waiting. But. I'm still waiting for that one. For I'll the
0: Trump one. The, yeah, I'll, I'll make I'm that happen. One.
1: But again, like I look
0: at it like this, man. Again, the more Phoenix Suns content out there, the better. So, if they're watching you guys, if they're watching us, if they're watching PHNX, if they're watching Dave and the solar panel, if they're watching the Fanning the Flames podcast, the He's on Fire podcast, like it's like a fraternity of people who love the Phoenix Suns. How can you not root for that? So, that's how I've always exactly, felt with yeah. like Saul Espo, uh, Gerald Lindsay. They do a great job at PHNX uh and i'm with do it, you it's, um, we just do it different over here
1: there's a hell of there's a hell of a, a, hell of a lot of uh podcast rivalry that i say going on but i don't understand it the more content the better
0: that's I, how i it, it
1: if i, I could sit in the car i've got to drive for work most of the time if i could sit in the car and have podcast after podcast yeah i'm happy
0: yes yeah, uh thomas Geek. You know, Suns Geek is yeah, actually – right. the reason the, the Suns Jam session exists is because Matthew and I were at a game. We ran into Suns Geek. He gave us his business card. And he goes, yeah, I create YouTube content for the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, well, if you can do it, I can. And then, <laughs> we, and then we went from there. You know, it's just – that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. You know, we're all on the same team, the Phoenix Suns.
1: And you're seeing but, them all roll, roll in the comments now. Like oh, yeah. He's on fire podcast. Yeah, all all of these are great. I mean, we've we've spoken to all of these guys, and um, we have great relationships between most of these pods. It's it's fantastic stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have a bad relationship with any of them. They just whenever you ask for anything, I'll be right there for you guys. And I again, I need I, I appreciate you guys coming on tonight and helping us out. Again, uh, long drive for me, Lissy uh, traveling as well. So knowing that you guys stepped up and helped us out, we truly appreciate it. Uh, that's all we got on this show, Jamsters. Again, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. Go check out all of those other podcasts and, and, and pages that we talked about. Read all my wrong writings on brightsideofthesun.com. Uh, and, and Gavin and Boy, tell them where they can follow you guys.
1: At Aussie Suns fans um, or at Gav, But I mostly get at GuessworkGav is Australian sports, so you'll probably be bored. Um, I do most of my work on it at Aussie Suns fans. Check out our YouTube page. Actually, go and check out our YouTube page as soon as this is finished because we'll roll straight into that. Um, and we'd love to have you guys on there in our chat as well, commenting and keeping us entertained.
2: Whether can yeah, they call up, you, Boyd? At Boods 83. B-O-O-D-S 83. Now, is that pronounced Boods uh, Boots or, or, or Boods? How do you pronounce that, Boods 83? Boods. Dudes. like I dudes, told you
0: it's like, boots. like dudes. Why 83
2: My that year of birth. That was the year I was hatched. Mm. Yeah, I hatched have thought
1: so. On a hill. Wait, so Australians what... are really clever. Like we always throw uh, like the year of birth at the end of shit.
0: What what year were you birthed, Gavin?
1: I'm not going to say that cuz it makes me look old next to his 83. No, 78 for me.
0: Okay, I'm 82.
2: He's <laughs> You're old as fuck. You'll be dead soon, man. <laughs> Fucking getting on. Fuck I'm halfway else.
1: there. I'm halfway. There's, there's, I'm, I'm at the perfect um, half full, half empty thing. So, I look at it as, as I'm halfway, like, I'm half empty at the moment, but you probably look at half full and I'm almost dead.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, again, thank you, Jamsters, for joining us. We'll be live Monday when the Suns play those pesky Sacramento Kings, but Until then, again, head over to the Aussies Suns fans podcast after this and go home and love your DeAndre Ayton.